Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Burning Questions, the Mississippi Cannabis Industry Podcast presented by the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. My name is Melvin Robinson. I am the Director of Communications and Media for the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. I am really glad you all come and listen to us tonight. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. That is every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then on the next day, on that Wednesday, you can catch this episode and all our other episodes on Spotify, Google, Apple uh, Podcasts, any of your DSP providers that you love and that you use and love. So, yeah, we are here today. Uh, First episode went great. I want to give a big shout out to Angie Calhoun and Dr. Nathan McIntosh again for being our first guest and having a very productive, patient workshop. Uh, And tonight what we're going to do is we're going to actually talk about an event that we're holding on May 20th. That is this Friday. And it is a a business licensing workshop. And we're going to have two of our members here, of our MSCTA members here to talk about everything. But first, as they always say, we got to pay a couple of the bills. Uh, And what I want to talk about is the Mississippi Cannabis Expo, the Cannabis Meets Healthcare Expo is going to be taking place on July the 7th through the 9th 2022 at the Biloxi Gulfport Convention Center. There will be exhibits, live speaker sessions, networkings, giveaways, and more. Uh, For furthermore information on exhibiting, sponsoring, speaking at, or attending the Cannabis Meets Healthcare Mississippi Cannabis Expo taking place on July the 7th through the 9th, please contact Maureen at 702-337- 1965 or email Maureen at Maureen at one.com. Also, the website for all the information is www.cannel1.com. All right. So, and we also have our uh, workshop here, but that's going to be coming up a little bit later. All right. So what we are going to do, we are going to bring on our guests for the evening. Let me bring them up now. Boom. All right, here we go. So we have our guests here for the evening. What I am going to do, and I am very happy that they could join us. I am going to allow them to introduce them, their sales and tell you all what they do and everything like that. So whoever would like to go first, that's fine. Ladies first. <laughs> all right. Um, my name is Claire Millette. I'm a partner at Cosmic Simon Brown. Um, I... Uh, I'm a graduate of the University of Mississippi Law School and have been practicing in this in Jackson ever since. Uh, my background is in uh, products and premises liability, but recently it has turned to cannabis law. And uh, uh, my, me as well as my law partners have been to spending our time studying uh, the act, the regs, and that we've been able to see so far, and are looking forward to being able to offer some uh, some guidance to interested entrants into the market today. My name is Slade Tavizi. I'm a partner at Bradley, Arant, Bolt Cummings. Claire and I were actually in the same law school class and also went to Ole Miss at the same time. So, uh, but we're different firms. Um, my background is in commercial litigation. I started my legal career in Dallas, Texas, but moved back to Mississippi where I was born in 2012 and have done construction litigation up until about 2018 or 19 when my firm 
formed a cannabis uh, team uh, and hemp team to study the trends across the country. And as hemp and cannabis looked like it was moving into the South and Southeast where we have offices. And so we've been following that since then and uh, have folks in our Birmingham, Nashville, Carolina's uh, offices that are watching this closely and can, can help. And we're, we're doing that now. So we're looking forward to, to tonight and looking forward to Friday. Great. Right. It's really exciting for Slates and I to get to work together again on this. Great. I'm glad y'all could work together. And just to let everybody know exactly what we're talking about, I'm going to bring it up now. We are talking about the Mississippi Cannabis Business Workshop. So this is a pre-licensed seminar and workshop for uh, prospective business license applicants. It's going to take place Friday, May the 20th, 2022. Doors open at 9 a.m. The location is the Jackson Convention Complex. That's at 105 East Pascagoula Street in Jackson, Mississippi. We have a very limited amount of registrations. We have a few more left. Please make sure if you are interested in becoming a business uh, owner of a cannabis business in Mississippi, please come. Uh, This is free information. Uh, At the MSCTA, we really value education, and this is one of the things that we want to do to make sure people can actually get out in front of, get this information from two very qualified people. Uh, They are also members of the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association, and we are happy to have them, and we really appreciate everything they have done for us so far. And uh, yeah, we want to see you there uh, this Friday for sure. All right. And what we are going to do now, we are going to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty. Today is going to be just a short preview of what we'll be discussing on Friday. Friday, we're going to go a lot more in depth. Friday is going to be a lot more business owners around or prospective business owners around. So you can talk, you can network, all these different kinds of things. And you can get more people, you can get to know more people that are going to be in the industry. So first, what we're going to do is we're going to do a very brief overview of the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. And I'm going to bring up our one sheet that you can find actually at the uh, MSCTA.org uh, page. And we also have a resources tab. I've got to have to bring it up here. We have a resources tab right here where we have different resources that uh, people can look at. So we have a one page of the MMCA. We have the actual entire act, the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. We have white pages, which give detailed um, information about things like patient care, uh, laws, things like that. Uh, We've done a couple of graphics and a couple of PSAs about THC caps. How did your county vote? Uh, Senate voted percentage for initiative 65 RIP. Initiative 65. Uh, We have all the current rules and regulations. Those are proposed rules and regulations and finalized rules and regulations. And we also have forms for different businesses there. So we're going to open up this MMCA. All right. And I'm going to start with uh, you, Slates. Tell me about the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Act. How long you got? (laughs) (laughs) We we got uh, we got maybe let's say. Five minutes. Yeah, I know this is a brief overview. Uh, there's a lot to it, as as you know, Melvin, as you know, Claire. But just generally, uh, the act was signed into law in February after a supermajority of the Mississippi Senate and House passed the act, and it, the governor signed it into law. The act essentially creates a medical cannabis program in Mississippi that will be 
operated through a variety of different entities. Uh, there will be, and, and I know this is maybe getting getting ahead of ourselves, but it essentially creates cultivation entities, processing entities, and dispensaries who will then, of course, dispense the medical cannabis to patients who have obtained proper certification. Um, there are other entities, there's transportation entities, testing labs, research facilities, and disposal entities. Uh, the, the Mississippi Department of Health oversees the program, except for the dispensaries, which is overseen by the Department of Revenue. Okay. Uh, uh, I could go into a lot of other things that the state is taxing the, the, the different aspects, the sale of, can, of medical cannabis and their, I mean, anything else? I mean, it's yeah, that, that, that's general as, I, as I can think of yeah. without getting into the details. Claire, you, you want to add anything? Sure, no, I'll just say that this, the act, um, one of the things that's important for, for anyone that's looking to either enter the market as a business or participate in the program as a patient. One of the things uh, that's important to know is the act is the overall framework for that. And it gives the basic rules. And we'll get into this in a little bit more detail later. But the agencies that Slate's just discussed, the Department of Health and the Department of Revenue, <laughs> have authority to further refine the rules that are in that act and to set up more, um, more particular uh, requirements specific to licensing actually. And that's going to be one of the things that we talk about today. And I know that um, if you're tuning in and you're somebody that is looking to get your ID card and participate as a patient, uh, a qualified patient, um, today we're focusing a little bit more on the entry into the market as a business, as one of the medical cannabis establishments that Slate just Slate's just mentioned. Um, but the act does provide all the framework for the patient registry and ID cards as well. So this is uh, it's a very comprehensive program. Uh, one of the things about Mississippi being a late entrant, late entrant into the medical cannabis market is that we got to look at other states, study what they've done and come up with a program that would be very good for our state. And I think that that is, is what we have. That's great. That's great. So what type of licenses are available? From a business standpoint? Yes, from a business standpoint, yeah. So Slate's touched on this a minute ago. Um, the business, the, the, the act defines medical cannabis establishments as cultivation facilities, processing facilities, uh, cannabis disposal entities, cannabis transport dis uh, entities, research facilities and testing labs, um, dis and dispensaries. And am I... Did I say disposal? Did I miss one? Or did yeah, I? You said disposal. You said disposal. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, so I didn't leave one off just going off, um, off, off memory, but, but yes, those are the different defined cannabis uh, establishments through the act. And so each of those are required to have a license and they must be licensed entities to participate. Great. Great. Okay. Great. Um, so we have these seven types of business licenses available. Are we going to talk about all these while at the workshop? Uh, I right think we can, we can, we can yeah, touch on uh, the focus. I mean, my focus has been primarily on the, the uh, cultivation processing and dispensaries with some of the transportation entities, but and, and quite frankly, we don't have all the regs out yet that govern all of the different license applicants either. So 
the, the information we have is limited with respect to some of those as opposed to other. For example, there's a, the dispensary, the final set of regulations is now out from the Department of Revenue. So we have a little clearer picture of what's going to be required and how those uh, dispensaries will be regulated by the state of Mississippi. And let me ask you all a question. Uh, what are some of the uh, things that, uh, or what are some of the businesses that most people have been asking you all about? Is it cultivation and dispensaries, things like that? I would say so. Those, those seem to be uh, cultivation. Cultivation and processing sometimes go hand in hand. Uh, they require separate licenses, but often you'll see someone applying for both. Uh, and then dispensary licenses. Um, now, that's not to say that the other that, that, that these other uh, licenses aren't the people won't be seeking them. Of course, they will be. They're integral to the to the whole process itself. Um, the Department of Health just yesterday, I believe, published their first draft regs on disposal and transport. So we're just starting to see a little bit about what they have in mind for the licenses there. There's some things that are going to be um, universal against. Uh, across all licenses, things that you, that you can see that the agencies must see, no matter what what license you're applying for, and then specific to what where you're entering the market, you'll see some some differences. But certainly, cultivation, processing, and dispensaries have been the most popular in my experience. Mm-hmm. Right, and and one thing I, I probably should have mentioned in my original overview, unlike some other states, Mississippi has no express cap on the number of licenses that the state will issue. Um, It's not a competitive state like some of our neighbors. However, what I'm telling clients and what I've told others, some of the components of the law and of the regulations will necessarily limit the number of licenses that will be granted, namely the, the geographic limitations, such as the zoning requirements and the you know the distance requirements in terms of how close they can be to churches and schools and childcare facilities and dispensaries apart from each other those kind of things so absolutely and, and what, I think, I think oh. what we'll talk about and you'll see too is that the uh, requirements for obtaining a license and we'll get into a little bit you know you said the nitty-gritty of the act earlier and that's exactly what it is it's a very very detailed act it is not easy to get a license, but that is because there's some safeguards put in place to make sure that you've thought through everything that can make this business successful and, and viable once it is in the market. So we can talk through some of those requirements, but um, that's something to think about too. It is kind of like a slate said, there's no limit on it, but there's a lot that's required. And it really does what these agencies are seeking is a business plan, essentially, how you're going to be able to keep this, how, how, if you qualify, first of all, and meet the licensure requirements, and then some of the things that are those requirements are to demonstrate how you will keep that compliant and viable. Great, great, great information. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of assume, hey, I just feel this out and I'm going to get lucky and get a business. But it's a lot more detailed. And that's one of the things that I'm glad that we're having this workshop for. So we can actually explain this process, let people know, hey, you know, this is great. We don't have any license caps or anything. But, you know, there is always a little bit of hard work to it and everything like that. All right. So sure. we mentioned it's, it's important to you. Mel, sorry to interrupt you. I, was oh, no, say, sorry, um, I think if people are like, oh, I know of so-and-so in another state that does this, you have to throw away everything you know from another state because each state is very, very different. 
And so what may fly in Missouri or, or I don't, you know, just name any state, Colorado, I don't know. Um, it's going to be different from what Mississippi. So what you may say, okay, well, I know in Oklahoma, they only require X, Y, Z. Well, that's not necessarily the case here in Mississippi. So you have to throw away what you know about other states and, and go back and, and look at specifically what Mississippi's asking for. That's right. For sure. So what departments are over this program? Uh, I believe I mentioned this earlier, but the Department of Health has been tasked with the, the most responsibility. They're governing the general oversight of the program, but specifically all of those seven entities except for dispensaries. So you're, if you're applying for a license as a cultivator, as a processor, as a transportation entity, as a research facility, as a testing lab, as a disposal entity, I think. I think those are the six. You go through the Department of Health. If you're a dispensary, it's through the Department of Revenue. So those are the two major uh, agencies that will be governing this. And what I was going to do was I was going to actually show the websites for the Department of Health and for the Department of Revenue, but the Department of Health website is down right now. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, but, yeah, they're down <laughs> right now. Um, so, yeah, but it will be the Department of Health. They actually have a medical cannabis um, in, entire whole site by itself where it has everything you need. Also, some of those things, just in case the site goes down, you can always go to mscta.org and look at those uh, rules and regulations, those forms, everything like that. Let's just take a look right now while, while we're in it. Uh, yeah. Live uh, live casting. What do you know? You know, and yeah, right here. So you have your resource tab, and let's just look at rules and regulations. So with the rules and regulations, we have the finalized rules and regulations here: cannabis testing facilities, advertising, marketing, work permits, and dispensary regulations. Then we have the proposed regulations. Uh, right now, uh, the proposed are for disposal entities, transportation, and uh, program registry and registry identification cards. And we also have the link here to the Department of Health's website where you can leave public comment. So, yeah, we want to just make sure we have that resource there for everyone. And uh, if they need it, they can use it. All right. So um, now... Uh, Department of Health basically does everything except dispensaries. That would be the Department of Regulations. Uh, can you talk about, um, yeah, the Department of Revenue, I'm sorry. Can you talk about some of the rules and regulations and how they complement the MMCA? Mm -hmm. Claire? Yeah, sure. Um, what you'll see, and, and the reason why regulations are on the brain, obviously, is because these departments are tasked with coming up with the regs. And that's provided for in the MMCA. And what those what that does is the MMCA, think of it more as kind of the larger umbrella. And then what, within that act, that act gives power to the Department of Health and the Department of Revenue to come up with some additional rules on a number of different things. Um, some of those, and a lot of them are heavily focused on the license application process and what's going to be required of that. Another key point that is going to be regulated is employment. If you are looking to have a medical cannabis establishment, there's some very specific rules for your employees. They must all have work permits. And there are some regulations that provide for what that process is. Um, it basically, in essence, 
It is offering them some continuing education requirements, and then they have to be registered as a cannabis worker with the state. And there's a fee and a background check and things that must go along with that. Um, and then uh, a couple other things that are highly that, that the regs uh, they they follow the law, and then they can they can go a little bit further and help pro- provide some additional framework on those gray areas or those broad areas. And that's the intent of it. And so the regulations have the same power and effect as the act. Um, and they just kind of, they, they fill in the gaps of when the, the MMCA is providing the big overview of what the program is, this is kind of the fine print and how that's really going to, how it's going to operate. And, and the MMCA is actually very, very thorough. So this, these are, um, you'll see a lot of, of reinforcement of what the act is in them, but then you'll see some additional uh, requirements. And that's what I say, like, uh, for example, in the MMCA, one of the things that's going to be required for any medical cannabis establishment license is um, you have to submit with that application some of your operating procedures, specifically for security and record keeping. And that's all, that's what it says. Now you go to the regulations and they give you a little bit more color on what that means and what those requirements are going to be. And so the, the agencies got to dial, to drill down more on the legislature gave us the, the act and then the agencies get to drill down on what's required there. Yeah. But and they, they, and they drill down that. very specifically. Yeah. Very specifically. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, security, like the dispensary regs have very detailed information, for example, about what type of video surveillance system is required to be in place at a dispensary. So uh, that's yeah, down to the nitty gritty, as we keep saying. For sure. yeah. Absolutely. And, and and when you are applying, you have to demonstrate your plan for that and how you're going to how you're going to fulfill that. And so you would turn to. The Department of Revenue, if you're interested in, in dispensaries, and you can look at the regs there, and that's where you'll find the guidelines and the checklist, essentially, of, of what you need to make sure you're planning for, for compliance purposes. Yeah, and one thing, one thing I was just going to add, in addition to these regs that we're getting from the different agencies on the on the specific subjects with, that are covered by the Act. The act also gives local governments, whether it's a municipality or a county, the ability to adopt their own zoning ordinances and licensing and permit requirements for their county or municipality, assuming they didn't opt out. And that's something if you're if you know where you want to be as a business owner, you've got to check those local ordinances. And we even have an attorney general opinion that elaborates on what that authority is for those local governments. And just as an example, um, the attorney general opined that a municipality could expand the distance requirements between dispensaries. And in her opinion, she thinks that a city would have the ability to say, you know what, I don't want dispensaries 2000 feet within, within each other. And so that's just something to monitor and see what each local government that's allowing this to proceed has adopted and try to comply with that. Absolutely. And along with that license application is a requirement that you are certifying that you're in compliance with those local ordinances and zoning. So it is, it is imperative that you know what they are. Great point. Yeah, because the, uh, 
a lot of municipalities that were deciding if they were going to stay opted in or opt out of the program were talking about the zoning requirements. And that were, was a lot of their um, uh, public uh, feelings about it, saying like, hey, we got to understand the zoning and everything like that. So, yeah, that that is definitely really big. And, you know, you all mentioning that two businesses saying, hey, you got to remember you know, you have this set of rules and regulations, you have the MMCA, but these local places also have the right to have their own sets of ordinances and things like that. Um, so we've been into this uh, now for about two years now. Uh, everyone you know, knows about Initiative 65 and the uh, November 2020 um, <laughs> election and everything like that. How have you all seen, and if you have, have you all seen like the culture or the way people talk about cannabis? Have you started to see that change since, you know, it's becoming uh, more real every day? I mean, I would just say it's the reality now and you just hear it in different environments. You hear people talking about it and it's impacting a lot of businesses around the state that aren't quote plant touching businesses, whether it's, I mean, as I said in my intro, I do construction law as another area that there are contractors across the state being hired to work on facilities, to build facilities. Uh, you know, it's impacting the electrical, the utility companies, it's impacting financial service companies, it's impacting insurance providers. I mean, so you can't help but hear about it. And I think that necessarily, uh, I don't know if it changes pe- the perception of it, but at least it's more it's more open. Absolutely. And it's so exciting and rare for a brand new industry to enter our state and to give so much opportunity. I mean, there is opportunity all the way around from employment to do businesses. This industry will touch so many different businesses. It also will touch so many different lives. I'm a believer in the medicinal properties of cannabis. And I think that a lot of people have, uh, you know, now that it's becoming more comfortable to talk about this as, um, as something that has some health benefits, um, you're finding more and more people that have had a, a either personal experience or a loved one or somebody that they know that have benefited from cannabis um, as a source of medicine or relief from what they're dealing with. So I feel like it's certainly the, the conversation has gone from something that is um, that was a little bit more. I don't, I don't want to say a stigma, but, but less talked about to something that is very, very accepted. And, and you can talk about like people are, are excited to talk about it. Um, it, whether or not they're looking for business opportunities or medicinal, you know, relief, like there's, it just touches a lot of people. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. All right. So, uh, this has been a really good preview of everything. Um, you all are extremely knowledgeable. Uh, I, I of course, have to know uh, about the act and everything like this, but you guys blow me out the water. I cannot, you know, compare. Uh, you all are working in it every single day. Uh, we're going to start wrapping up. Um, Slates, is there anything that you wanted to let people know, uh, what you got going on, anything like that? Yeah, uh, well, I, we have a cannabis law blog. Bradley does. It's uh, BuddingTrendsBlog.com. That's B-U-D-D-I-N-G. Yeah. So visit that, subscribe. We try to 
We try to update each and everything, and not just Mississippi. It's not exclusive to Mississippi. We we try to include updates from a federal perspective, and also uh, the other states where we have offices. What's going on in the cannabis world? So that's that's the one plug I guess I would give since you gave me the opportunity. You got any events or anything coming up? Yeah, uh, well, we got this licensing boot camp on June 2nd. I'm speaking at the uh, a Madison Business League breakfast um, with with some a really good panel. Let's see, and then there's a there's a conference down on the coast, the Biz Conference. I think that's June 23rd or 24th. So it's they all everything starts running together. But. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I definitely understand that. All right, uh, what about you, Claire? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I think, first of all, I think Slates is doing an amazing job too. He's put out so many great publications. Um, if you're not following him, you should, because he certainly is informing everyone on some of particularly the business aspects of all of this. Um, I've got, uh, some speaking engagements coming up too. uh, one with the Mississippi association for justice. One, um, I recently spoke to, um, one, uh, the Mississippi Paralegal Association, and I've got another um, speaking engagement with a paralegal group in, in another month. And then uh, I'll be participating with the Mississippi Cannabis Con, too, in, in this, this summer. Um, and I think uh, and in the meantime, we are just drinking from the fire hose and learning everything we possibly can from these regs. And as they come out, as they change, um, that's another thing that's important Um is is that the draft regs come out? They're open for public comment, and then they come out with final regs, and they listen to to, to a good bit of things. And so you kind of look and see where the changes are. Um, I think we all have to brace ourselves for a fluid process, but also what the rules are or what the rules are. And so make sure that you are you're following them. Um, I think that um, you know we'll talk through at the licensing workshop about just some very specific things that are put out in the act. I know our, the regs right now are still being finalized. We still haven't seen any draft regs for cultivation and processing. Um, and I'm sure we will soon, but the act still does provide some framework that no matter where you're entering the market, you still have to, to look at. And that is requirements for your applicant requirements for your business plan. Um, you need to be knowing where your physical address is. Uh, that, like Slate said earlier, some of these distance requirements are, are really big. And they're also, um, it's it, particularly with uh, dispensaries, it, it's motivating to get your license in sooner rather than later because you want to have that, that place locked down. So I would encourage you in the meantime to take a look at what the requirements are. Um, there's also some limiting factors that are in, that are provided for in the act and it does it, it drills down to people that are um also just have financial interest in it so there's there's a lot to unpack um and you know we talked earlier about there not being a limit on the license but just being some pretty heavy duty framework that we have to operate within and so the more you can educate yourself about where you're entering that market look and see where agency you're in Look to that agency for guidance. Look where you are and do everything you can to be up to speed on what's happening with your local government. And then you're going to be in a really good place. That's great. That's great. And uh, thank you all for coming on tonight. Uh, My final piece I want to say is, hey, you can always join the MSCTA. 
Uh, we have uh, membership membership benefits right here. If you are interested in joining the MSCTA, we do have individual memberships as well as business memberships, silver, gold, and platinum, which gives you different kind of access to different things, different member benefits. And look, if you need more information on that or how to join, please contact us at membership at mscta.org. Uh, we will get right to you. We will explain everything and we'll give you everything you need to join. We would love to have you. And I just want to say, um, Slate, Claire, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for explaining, giving us a little preview of what's going on and making sure people can get this information. And do not forget, you can go to Eventbrite. You can go to Eventbrite and you can actually sign up for this uh, for this workshop, we have very 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 limited um, registrations left. Um, you can find this on our website. You can find this on Eventbrite as well. Uh, you can find this on our Facebook, all of our social media. Uh, we have links to it. You can go there. You can register. Extremely limited seating, so please make sure if you are interested in becoming a business owner. Uh, in the cannabis space in Mississippi that you sign up for this and get some really good info and it's completely free. Cannot beat that. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going to sign off for this episode. Thank you all for watching. Don't forget to like or subscribe. Uh, give us five stars. All those good things they say on all the other podcasts. And we will see you all again next week. Thank you.